welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. I don't have a lot to say up front here, um, other than this is a loaded episode. Um, this is one of the new moons. It's a super new moon, but it's one of the new moons of the year that is I would say it's one of the most potent new moon cycles and it's going to point to things coming further down the track this year. It's also the start of the year of the dragon. So if you've been feeling dragon stuff or been listening to the last two podcast episodes where I've touched into dragon, this is the one that kicks it off, right? Is this particular new moon. It's deep, it's big, it's it's very surprising. It's the new. So some of us have also been feeling into these themes around new, new forms of relationship, new ways of doing things. What is this new? What's the new? What's the new? What's the new? And I encourage you to tap into kind of intuitive themes that you've been feeling into around a lot of this conversation that's coming up in this one. Really tap into that inner wisdom as you go into this or what has been top of mind or when you see like different social posts or quotes or conversations with friends, like what's been loud, what's been top of mind and also maybe let different things ping you. So go through this episode, maybe go through it twice, right? Once to just like, oh my God, there's, cause it's, I think it's pretty dense, like dense, there's a lot in it. Um, so maybe go through it a couple of times, but maybe you go through it and you really just go through it in a way of like, what really pings me? What really stands out? What's really resonating? What's really alive for me? Because there's so many themes. There's so much going on. Things are going so fucking fast, right? That's maybe one of those themes too that you're feeling into is, oh my gosh, this quickening. Things are fast and this just like taking action, taking action. Oh my God. Like I shared this, uh, it feels like I'm trying to drink a water from a fire hydrant, right? It feels like, okay, okay, I can do it. And I'm just getting drinking as much as I can, but it's fast right now. Um, I hope this supports you in the greatest ways ever. There's a wild, beautiful uh, special going on right now for dragon sessions. I talk about what that is. It'll support Year of the Dragon. It'll support this masculine evolution. It'll support sacred union. It'll support this new forms of relationship stuff. And it supports our truest, highest potentials forward. How do we pack all four of those themes in one program? I don't know. It's way beyond me. It's working with creation energy and it's working with dragon energy and it has the capacity to tie all of those things and gift us all in one program. Weird and crazy, I know, um, but would love to share that with you if it feels right. We're holding community space for it over the 14th to the 18th. It's only open to purchase until the 18th. Um, it's also a hundred bucks off or 33% off. So if that sings to you, go grab that. Dive in now. There's bonuses happening now before we get to the 18th. You have lifetime access also. So if you're like, those dates don't work for me, Sabrina, who cares? Get in while it's open. Have it in your thing. You get the juice. You get the energy. You get plugged into this retreat that I'm holding here in person um, over the 15th to the 18th. Uh, it's going to be big. I'd love to see you there. All right. Enough. Enjoy the episode. Super new moon on February 9th, 2024 in the sign of Aquarius. This is an intense new moon. It's not a normal new moon. It's not a calm new moon. It's not an earthy grounded new moon. It is a new moon with high voltage energy. It's a new moon really pointing toward the new, pushing us into the new, sometimes incredibly uncomfortably, right? This new moon has some interesting aspects. It's square to Uranus. It's square to Kali. That's tough and wild and unexpected. I'm going to talk a little more about that in a little bit. Mercury, the mind is square to Pluto, the unconscious, the shadow territory. So we are still being hit hard with shadow territory. Here's what you haven't seen about yourself. We're also being hit really hard by shadow territory around our highest path forward, your true north, our destiny path, and what's blocking it. What we need to heal, this is Chiron. Chiron's on the north node. Yeah, that's just going to keep intensifying and it's going to peak April 8th for that monster eclipse. Biggest eclipse of the year is coming up in April, but we get to see a little highlight of it here on this new moon. It's pointing to some big stuff. Also, masculine healing in ourselves and our world and in others. So think about the masculine evolving, right? Masculine energy evolving. And that can mean many, many different things. Uh, and it's going to be evolving in 
we're going to see. We're going to see how this is going to manifest. But we've got the wounded healer on the north node, right? That's like, let's evolve beyond our wounding. We've got Shiva on the south node. Shiva, grace, right? That's... Um, like divine masculine but it's the all-encompassing divine masculine expression so it holds the warrior it holds the shaman it holds the father it holds right all the archetypes of the masculine held in shiva can access very high levels of consciousness within all of those archetypes though for him to be on the south node with chiron on the north node this is stunning it is stunning for taking our levels of consciousness up to the next level. It's stunning for taking our capacity to bring these levels of consciousness into our lives and into our creations and into our relationships, right? So it's not just like, oh, I get to Shiva myself off into a state of bliss, right? Which is masculine practice into the void, into nothingness. But it's like, no, because the shaman Chiron on the North Node is very embodied, right it's like bringing this in to our lives high level states of consciousness into our lives how do we make decisions how do we right lead a company how do we show up in the world how do we accomplish goals our purpose right in these masculine forms and higher evolved expressions of them this is stunning <laughs> Okay, Whew, that was like the down and dirty, super quick little recap of all of the things, plus more, that we're going to go into. Jupiter's prominent in this new moon, so it's going to make it bigger. It's going to make it louder. Uh, Uranus, these lightning bolts of change, right? Sudden change, rapid change into the new. All of the planets are direct. All of the planets are direct, I believe, until June when... Mercury goes retrograde, but everything to be direct. This is action. This is a time of movement. It might feel like these were the words I used the other day uh, talking to another friend of mine, and it was, I'm trying to drink water out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> That's how it feels for me. Like, there's so much coming in. It's so fast. It's so furious. There's so much momentum in like a growth way in a growth, in a new, in a this is moving forward kind of a way and feeling like I, I don't know how to keep up with this. How, how do I drink water out of a fire hydrant? And I want to talk a little bit about that, um, how we can get into the flow, right? If you're not feeling like you're in the flow, let's talk about that and let's see if we can, because it's a beautiful flow. Um, it's a fast moving flow and it's really, really beautifully pointing toward evolution. So let's talk. What is that? Like, how do I talk about evolution? It's your evolution into your soul's greatest expression of itself in this life because it's very Plutonian this year. Pluto's the biggest archetype, biggest player of this year. And we're walking into a year of the dragon. I want to talk about that and all these potentials and the mysticism available of all of the Chinese animals in the zodiac. There's 12 of them. One is a mythical creature, it's the dragon. One. So one, and it's this year, right? So it's this year, so we want to feel into mysticism, we want to feel into miracles, we want to feel into soaring higher, bigger visions, more miraculous type stuff happening. If you haven't seen the 2024 Year of the Wood Dragon video that I just did, you can dive into that. I'm not going to go into it in deep ways here because there's a whole video on it. Find the link up here, find the link down here. It's like the perfect thing to dive into next. Um, if you haven't already seen it, it will take you deep into Year of the Wood Dragon and what that means and how you can um, get in that flow, right? It's really about this getting in the flow, getting in the flow, getting in the flow. How can we get into this like river of life that supports us instead of like trying to walk upstream or fight the whole thing? And that's maybe my aim for this conversation. My aim is always to kind of give you life's cheat sheet, right? Life's cheat sheet. Here's the weather report from the astrological standpoint and the energetic standpoint. So to just help us out, right? Um, give you some insights, give you some ways of working with this energy, just some different ideas, some things to reflect on, some aha moments, um, what doors are open, what's really loud in the moment. Um, so of course that, but also like if there's, if I could give you anything to help get this huge amount of energy that's available to us to propel you forward, 
down your true north line, further into your true self, further toward your soul purposes, further toward your soul gifts, further toward like that truest high level life that's available, right? That's that's rewilding astrology and energy forecasts, right? That's exactly what this is. So that's my aim. So sit tight, grab a pen, grab a paper, maybe get ready to hit the pause button uh, because who knows where this crazy train's going today? Um, but I want to give you everything I got during the time we're together. All right, let's go in theme by theme. Some of these will really resonate with you. Some of them might. Some of them might resonate a little closer to the new moon or a little bit after the new moon. Um, but you feel for you and just really let it um, gift you and touch you in the ways that most serve for you, right? If something doesn't resonate, that's cool. <laughs> we always kind of joke around, there's a fuck it bucket over here. Just chuck it in the fuck it bucket, all right? <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's do this. So first thing, let's talk about this being an Aquarius new moon. Aquarius is, I love this, there's a rebellious nature to Aquarius, right? It's like the outsider, it's rebellious, it's fly your freak flag, it's think about things differently. Um, there's a community orientation to it, but it's not like a, um, a very personal community orientation. It's almost like an impersonal, we're all interconnected and we really wanna do the good of everything. So it's not like a deep, tightly knit heart string, oh my God, I love you, right? Like, it's not like that kind of, it's, we could say it's more of a cold energy. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about this. It's just to give us a good feel of what this new moon is bringing to us. It can really bring us like bird's eye view, higher perspective. Cold doesn't mean bad cold. Cold as in can see from a detached place oftentimes. So it's a beautiful energy for looking up and out bird's eye view to really see so that like our little heart, right? Like little, the egoical heart, you know, that it's not directing us in different ways or that other people's projections aren't moving us in certain ways, right? It's a really beautiful new moon for those types of things. So if you're wanting to get clarity, visioning forward, what is your path forward, direction forward? What are the seeds you're planting? Think about this as a new moon. It's a new chapter, a new beginning, right? What is my biggest focus? What are the things that I should be focusing on that are super true to me? If there was one thing that I would say about this new moon, maybe not one thing, one of the top three things that I would say about this new moon, it's giving ourselves space for that, right? Like what is my priority here? Because it really supports um, this like bird's eye view visioning of a path forward. This is a new, new moon. It's a new moon pushing us into the new. And let us see that new, like what is it that we're being moved into? And that's another thing that I wanna Maybe we'll weave off of that. What are you being moved into? So remember we talked about this huge amount of energy behind us, all planets are direct, right? We got Pluto doing some magical stuff, Uranus. These are a lot about like revolutionary evolving, right? Like revolutionizing you. <laughs> it's like inner revolution and evolution, right? For your next greatest level of expression, next greatest level of creating your life, next greatest level of you, right? It's that, it's like the great becoming. I would love for us to feel into these next couple of months between now and let's say May, because that April eclipse is gonna be a mofo, right? Like that is all about evolution. It's all about destiny. We are, we are being propelled down this true north path and it's just getting warmed up. All right, this new moon is gonna point to a little bit, maybe give us some hints around what's in store in April for us on that April 8th eclipse. So eclipses are about destiny. They're about the true north. I cannot wait to go into the fact that Chiron is on the north node and Shiva's on the south node. I can't wait to go deeper into that because this is enormous. Um, I love this new moon. I love it. Um, okay, so let's talk about this like getting into the flow. So how do we get into the flow? What is this flow? It's a letting go into higher higher purpose, letting go into what you really came here to do, what you really came here to experience. And we're gonna be pushed. We've got this new moon square to Kali. Kali doesn't care about what your little ego wants. She cares about your soul's highest expression. 
She cares about you fulfilling, right? That soul mission, soul purpose, soul agreement, soul contracts, what it is that you really came here to do. Like what it is that really lights you up, what it is that really brings you fulfillment, what it is that really feels like love for you, right? What it is that brings you alive. Think about being turned on. What turns me on? What turns me on? What turns me on? And let that be your guidepost. Life will be so much easier (laughs) this new moon cycle and the next couple of months because this is an enormous push, not just for ourselves individually, but for humanity, right? We're all in this soup together. So it's gonna be pushing us pushing us hard because we're being like pushed by intense archetypal energies kali in this new moon pluto dancing all year that is a that is a power he's he's power he's power he's deep inner power and deep truth they demand truth and they demand soul truth so whenever we're falling into ego traps right surface level i want to keep this job because i'm scared about where i'm going to make money that's going to be a problem. (laughs) That's where we're not getting in that flow of the river. It's really and truly the more that we can fall into what lights me up, what lights me up, what lights me up, what lights me up, what feels aligned, what feels aligned, what feels alive, what feels like more love, what feels like more aliveness, what feels like more purpose, what feels like more of what I came here to do. That's the only question we need. That's the only question we need to be asking ourselves repeatedly all of the time with every area of our life. Just that, you know, just that, no big deal. And being so okay to let go into the unknown, we all, like this is just a human thing, I think. We talk about transformation, we talk about the new, and we get so excited about the new, right? But then when it's there, we get so wildly uncomfortable and we wanna just hold on and cling to the known, the known. So feel into this getting really uncomfortable getting really comfortable in the uncomfortable like getting good with the unknown getting comfortable with the unknown right that's that's another really big theme to feel into for this new moon cycle and the next couple of months right because this is pointing to a greater cycle than just this next new moon this next moon cycle right which is about a month long but feeling into okay i'm going to be pushed i'm going because i'm expanding i'm growing i'm evolving i'm going to be pushed that requires being pushed beyond our comfort zones it requires being pushed beyond our comfort zones and the better we can get with the uncomfort of being outside of our comfort zones the quicker we're going to evolve the more easeful we will grow like we're evolving no matter what we're going to be growing no matter what we're all transitioning and transforming and moving into greater states of aliveness, greater states of consciousness, greater states of love, greater states of awareness. But we could go kicking and screaming and holding on to every last little drop of comfort that we have and egoical structure that we think is what keeps us safe, right? And identifications, like what we identified with our roles in life you know like the different hats you wear in your company or the different hats you wear in your family system who are you i still identifying with that's gone that's a great question who are you still identifying with or what life are you still identifying for example a year and a half ago even a year ago i lived very much like a hermit like i had hermit archetypes so strongly right i mean i lived in the mountains of colorado like you can't even get to my house where i lived right like you can't find it you can't get to it in the winter if you don't have snow tires and like a big badass vehicle you're you're not even going to be able to make it to my house and i lived like that like i wouldn't leave the house for weeks and it was beautiful and glorious and now that's not true and now that's not true but there's moments where i still want to cling to that I still, it's like, oh God, that was so comfortable. Like all of this humaning is so much, right? All of this relating, all of these like relationships and friendships and and intimate partnership and all of these things like, (laughs) so feel for that, feel for that. Like what are roles or identifications that you're maybe in the process of still letting go of. That can really help to move into the new. Just keep feeling into, you're moving into the new. 
Just keep feeling into that for yourself. You know, like a mantra that would be really beautiful is I'm moving into the new, I'm moving into the new, I'm evolving, I'm growing, I'm transforming. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to be a little awkward. I might feel like Bambi, you know, like a deer with wobbly legs, but I'm just going to keep taking little tiny steps forward toward the new, toward the new, toward the new. That's what will help us get in that river that I talked about, like all of this beautiful energy, right? Because it's destined. It's supporting your highest and Holding. It cares about your soul, not your ego. It cares about your soul's greatest expression, not your little egoical wants and desires. It's going to be glorious for some of us. Fucking glorious, right? Glorious. Those of us who've, who are on a soul path, who um, are on a spiritual path, who, you know, like have been like consciously working to turn the dial, turn the dial, turn the dial, more soulful living, like more follow my bliss. What is my soul purpose? What is my higher purpose? What is my greater expression of self? For those of us who've been doing that for a while, right? This is our time to shine. <laughs> this is it. We're like, and now I got the wind at my back, right? Like my sails are out and the wind is at my back. Like, oh, whoosh, here we go, right? And then there's going to be some of us who it's like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I haven't, like, I'm just kind of figuring out what soul purpose is. And I, you know, like, that's going to be, it's just going to be a very, very interesting time. I'm going to say this just because it's what's coming to my mind. And I've kind of said to myself that I would stop holding back on podcasts. Um, sometimes I don't go into the, I don't know, I don't know, like the more intuitive hits that I get while while sharing these with you. But here we go. For whatever it's worth, chuck it in the fucking bucket if you don't like it. Um, uh, it. It's like a lot of us have been preparing, right? Some of us who, I don't know, we could call ourselves like, uh, we've been soul aligned or we've been doing soul work for a little while. Or some of us who we feel like, gosh, we just are here to like bring more light into the world, bring more goodness into the world. Like bring, like just here to like bring more love. Like we're really devoted to this like fuck, can we just like make this a better world? And we have this real like spiritual dedication to that. It's got our hearts. It's got our souls. Like we're very much here for it. It's almost like we've been preparing for this moment in time for a while. Like we got not saying that we're not still getting the upgrades, not saying that we don't still have to do the work, not saying that any of that's not happening. But it's kind of like, I don't know, we got to like prepare a little bit so that we could hold the space for what's coming this year. <laughs> so that we could hold the space for what, what this great, enormous evolutionary push is going to be this year in 2024. If you haven't watched the 2024 astrology and energy report that I just did two weeks ago, I just did it. Um, I would suggest going to watch it. I'll go into the eight themes of 2024 and I go into the four main archetypes of 2024. I'm not going to go into it here because I did an entire episode on it. Again, it just came out two weeks ago. So there's three episodes that I would watch right now. One is the 2024 energy and astrology forecast. Two is the 2024 year of the wood dragon that's kicking off today in this new moon. And then three is this one, the new moon. Like those are the current energetics. You do those three conversations. You will have a very good feel of what's going on in this in this 2024 period, right? What's happening with the dragon? What are the themes? What are the archetypes? Um, and then specifically, this conversation is really for this particular moon cycle and kind of pointing toward now to that eclipse happening on April 8th. I don't know why, but it's very, uh, yeah, this is kind of kicking things off. So, okay, let's dive a little bit deeper into some of these more specific themes. We got to talk Chiron on the North Node. We've got to talk. He's going to be on the North Node for a while right um comes into exact toward the end of this month toward the end of february but it's active like it is already active so this new moon shiva on the south node chiron on the north node these are masculine archetypes they're masculine archetypes that are all about evolution evolution um growing into our next greatest expression next greatest evolved expression of the masculine coming into higher states of masculine coming we could say in like real rough weird way of saying this like more out of toxic masculinity and more into evolved masculinity right higher states of consciousness so a higher stage of masculine expression of masculine state of being in the world Okay, what does that mean? Um, can mean a lot of different things, but my sense is our masculine is going to be challenged, right? And this new moon, we've got Mars conjunct Pluto. 
That's the god of war, Mars, conjunct Pluto, lord of the underworld, who wants to show you your power dynamics. All for your soul's evolution. Yeah, I know, right? Like power keeper Pluto, <laughs> who points out the hidden, points out what you cannot see, is staring right at the warrior, our, our warrior, the masculine, the warrior, and going, dude, here's what you can't see. Here's your power dynamics. Now, this oftentimes triggers the shit out of the warrior. This can be extraordinarily triggering. This is why conscious practice around our warrior, around our own masculine, doesn't matter what body we're in, doesn't matter what we identify with as gender, does not matter. There is masculine in all of us. We live, most of us, I would say, I don't know, almost the whole world. I don't know any societies that are not masculine-based societies that don't lean more into masculine energy as the more valued energy. Just feel into that. Masculine energy. And let me just give you a quick rundown. I've done a billion videos on this. So if you're like, wait, what the heck is she talking about? Masculine and feminine. We'll put a link to like a, a, a masculine feminine 101 um, podcast. So you can kind of check that out if you want to dive into that next. But um, masculine energy, it's like the directional force, right? It's masculine energy is very goal orientated. It's very purposeful. It's, very, it's on purpose. What is the purpose? What is my goal? What is the direction I'm headed in? It's doing, 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 accomplishing, achieving goals. It's purpose, okay? As opposed to feminine energy, right? And this is just one framework. This is just one way of talking about it, right? I'm extraordinarily tantric based for whatever reason. I just know this in my bones and I've done a lot of studying on it and whatever that just weaves into and it's how I work with all the archetypes and it's how I work with astrology and how I work with a lot of the energy and how I access a lot of different points is through a masculine um, doorway or a feminine doorway and then we can access that third point of when they unite and there's an enormous explosion of power and potential and creative energy that's right there in that center point. Crazy good. If you want to journey into that, check out Dragon Sessions. I'll talk a little bit more about that, but we've got a current cool, wild year of the dragon celebration going on where that's 33% off. Um, you'll find it below, but I'll talk a little more about that in a little bit. But um, feeling into feminine energy. Feminine energy is life force itself. It's just, it's just raw energy. It's raw life force energy. It's every expression of life force energy. It's more of a, of a beingness than a doingness. Feminine energy is more about love and connection. Feminine energy is more about love and connection. Masculine energy is more about goal, purpose. It's like, think about, you know, this, this complaint, we can just talk about this on a low level really quick, just to make sure we all know we're all on the same page. It's like the masculine, a lot of times women or feminine identified beings will say, he's always wanting to fix it. He's always wanting to fix it. That's direction. That's, that's a goal-oriented, goal-oriented direction to get to peace, to get to a state of peace. Yes, I want to fix it for this situation, this person, this her. I want to fix it. Let me fix it so we can get to a state of peace. That's, that's Shiva. That's masculine. Always want to be in a state of peace, a state of nothingness. Nothingness, peace, right? Can you feel that? That's why masculine-based practices are into nothing. They're no mind, no thought, no thing. They're all about emptying out. That's masculine. Empty out, empty out, empty out. The feminine is fill up. The feminine is fill up. I want to feel full. I want to feel full. I want to feel full of conversation. I want to feel full of chocolate. I want to feel full of shopping. I want to feel full. I want my closet to feel full. I want my friendships to feel full. I want my relationship to feel full. I want the house to feel full. I want it to feel full. That's feminine. These are just these are just essential energies. They are just energies in our world. They are in ourselves. They are in everything. And they're really beautiful to work with. They're really powerful when, of course, they unite. Of course, they unite. So people are like, sometimes I get this question, why do you separate the two energies? I don't fucking separate them. Our world separates them, right? We separate them. Why do you work with them separated? Because it can be useful because it can be extremely powerful when we bring all of our attention into one and we look at it. And then we can even narrow down a little bit more and look at one aspect of one, like Shiva, one aspect of one. That's one aspect of the masculine. If you're listening to astrology, you're listening to masculine and feminine all the time. Every archetypal energy is associated with masculine or feminine. You're already doing it. We just 
sometimes don't think about it. Okay, that's a really quick down and dirty on the masculine and the feminine. There's a reason I went into this. Hang on, stay tuned because I'm gonna talk about our Valentine astrology in a second, right? We'll get to that at the end, what it is that Valentine's Day is doing because it's intense. Like this is gonna be wild for masculine and feminine. It's gonna be wild for relationships. We got a lot of Plutonian stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Pluto, that's the evolution showing you your shadow, showing you your shit so that I can help you evolve to the next level. Could be very uncomfortable. Also death and rebirth. Pluto's all about death and rebirth, death and rebirth, death and rebirth, death and rebirth, transformation, 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 phoenix rising, phoenix rising to the ashes for the phoenix to rise. Think about that in relationships. Okay, that's coming up in a little bit. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. I, I wanna give a little more, um, a little more for us to dive into around this Chiron North Node and Shiva on the South Node. To me, we have this opportunity to heal the masculine in ways that we may never have again. We have this opportunity to look at things around our own masculine, our own judgments of the masculine, our own relationship to the masculine in ways that we may never, we may never be able to again. Our ways of looking at patriarchy and how our actual judgments of the patriarchy or old school masculine or toxic masculine, our judgments deep down that we can't see and we don't know are actually what's keeping toxic masculine alive. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Sucks. Um, it's an awesome opportunity. So if you've got any ways of going into working with masculine specific energy, right? Consciousness, masculine energy, masculine archetypes, do it. Or ways of going into your feminine energy and looking at how you view the masculine. What is your feminine's relationship to the masculine? Does she trust him? Does she trust him? Does she trust that he'll hold her? Does she feel like, here's a, here's a really good one. This is a telltale sign. If you feel like you're ever too much as a feminine being like, oh, my emotions are gonna be too much. I'm gonna be too much. I am too much. If I open up that lid, oh my God, I'm just gonna blast. Your relationship to the masculine is off. You're already judging the masculine and looking at him as something that can't meet you. That's gonna show up in every relationship. It's gonna show up in, in your love, it's gonna show up in your creations, it's gonna show up in your work, it's gonna show up in everything, right? Vice versa, if you're in your masculine and you're a masculine and you don't trust the feminine's life force, you don't trust this enormous, uncontrollable, it's unfucking controllable Think about the weather, tsunami and earthquake. Yeah, I dare you as a little masculine controlling human to control an earthquake. We try, I mean, we try. The masculine wants to control the shit. Typically, that's a lower level. That's a lower level masculine consciousness wanting to control mother nature, wanting to control the feminine, wanting to control life force. I wanna control life, I wanna control it. Versus I can work with it and trust it. I can work with it and trust it. I can let it be. It's full, right? It's full, true, raw, pure essence without getting fucking offended by it, without judging it, belittling it, degrading it, being offended by it, closing down, denying it, trying to oppress it. That's essentially low-level masculine consciousness. But we're moving into this place where we get to be with every form of life every form of the feminine expression, every emotion, right? We get to be there and we get to co-create with it. We get to co-create with it. It's just, it's just energy. It's just energy, but we've judged it. We've been taught to judge it. Well, if, if it's not joy, ecstasy, bliss, you know, it's not, it's not valuable. What the fuck ever, right? There's so much wisdom in grief. So much wisdom and grief. There's so much wisdom in that irritating rage that we get when a boundary has been crossed, right? That's fucking wisdom. That's wisdom. So this is on offer. <laughs> this is on offer. This North Node in Chiron also like beyond just masculine evolution, right? Coming to this next greatest expression of masculinity right, which is happening and it's going to be stunning and it is stunning and we see examples of that happening in our world, in men, in women, in all sexes, in the whole of our world. There are bright shining lights here and there. There's not a lot, but they are there here and there, right? Stay tuned to them and try to align your light to them, right? Keep working on your own light, your own relationship to that, right? Let them point 
to higher, more evolved expressions of masculinity. Not watered down masculinity, not diminished masculinity in full power. We still have a problem with that. In full power, masculinity in full power, right? In full power, it's not about diminishing. It's in full power, but it's a highly evolved expression of it where it is moving from the highest good of the all of everything, right? The highest good of the all of everything, the highest good of the all of everything, and can totally be with every expression of life force in the feminine. Wow, I'm going off about this. <laughs> so this is what's coming up this month, though. Like, this is what's coming up this month. This Pluto conjunct Venus conjunct Mars, it's going to bring that to light in huge ways in huge, don't worry, I'll circle back to this um, uh, Chiron on the North Node. It's bringing all that up for sure. Shiva on the South Node, Chiron on the North Node. Yes, evolution of masculine, evolution of masculine, evolution of masculine. There's a Chiron piece that I wanna to touch into in a minute that's very specific and very unique to individuals and I wanna talk about what that might mean for you um, and how you can dive deeper into that. But let's just be on this thread for a moment. Uh, 14th, like 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, that whole area right in there, Pluto will be conjunct Venus, will be conjunct Mars, Pluto will sit in the middle. They're all gonna be doing this dance. That's intense transformation around the masculine and the feminine, intense transformation around our relationship to sacred union, around our relationship uh, outside of ourselves, inside of ourselves. Like how much of the juice and power and potency are we actually able to access when those energies are in harmony, when they're dancing together, when they're balanced, when they're loving each other, when they're in devotion to each other, because there's an enormous potential for all of us to tap into, to embody, to express, and to create with. If you have no idea how to fucking do that, do Dragon Sessions. We just opened it up. We're holding this enormous space for our whole community, right, where we're on retreat and we're we're holding the energy, right? So it's like there's a direct line of Shakti energy of all the sacred energies from this retreat in person here in California. Doors are closed, can't get into that, so don't ask me about it. But you can do dragon sessions at home in your own time. Those same days that we're on retreat, I'm gonna do lives. There's a live circle also for you to hop into with the support team, but I'll kick it off on the 14th, right? Live, so we get to be in it. Valentine's Day, right? You don't have to do it on Valentine's Day. You get lifetime access to the thing it's 33% off doors close on the 14th though uh, 5 p.m. on the 14th if there's anything that I would suggest in all of rewilding to do now it would be that it would be that with this Pluto and Chiron on the north node like oh and dragon right and it's the year of the dragon just started on the ninth. the year of the dragon this is dragon energy. It's a way to access dragon energy. You can find dragon energy. So this year is totally supported to access that third energy when the two come into union together. But working through how much access do I have to my masculine? How much access do I have to my feminine? Not even in myself, but just outside of myself. What's my relationship to both of these energies? Can I bring them together? All of us want amazing sex lives. All of us want amazing fucking relationships, right? Well, guess what? That's how we get there is we look at what is our relationship to these different energies? What is our relationship to them? You know, how high of a level of expression can we get to them? How much polarity can we get to them? That's the arc of passion, right? Is that polarity. Okay, so anyways, details below, ends on the 14th, 33% off, uh, that's 100 bucks off, so you can do the math, it's about 200 bucks, right? And it's lifetime, hours and hours and hours of stuff, live circles, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's beautiful, it was created out of an entire mystery school. So it was like the condensed, here's what came out of a three month, 12 week, I don't know how many hours, many, 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 many hours of a dragon mystery school, of a sacred union mystery school, uh, called the threefold path because it's the masculine and the feminine uniting and what opens up there and we found dragon we found the path of the alchemist we found creation energy and this dragon sessions was created after that mystery school as a here here here's what we found <laughs> here uh it's pretty wild all right anyways uh let's come back to this chiron piece a little bit more about what Chiron can mean for you. Chiron is wounded healer. Chiron on the North Node will show us our wounding around stepping into our greatest potentials. What is it that's holding you back? What are the wounds that are holding you back? 
also shows us our uniqueness. And I really want to paint this picture with Aquarius being a lot about uniqueness and owning our uniqueness. North Node in Aries is also about uniqueness. It's pioneering itself. It's very much self. Um, so the more that we can really honor our uniqueness, honor our self, honor our path forward, honor our weirdness or our black sheepness, right? Our outsiderness, honor our unique woundings. That's Chiron. These are my unique woundings. This is the unique weird family I grew up in. These are the unique weird ailments that I have. These are the unique wirings and energetic things that I have. And the more that we can honor that, and instead of looking at these things as curse, it's oftentimes the blessing is the curse, right? We've heard that before. The blessing is the curse. It's the curse is the blessing. That's Chiron. The curse is the blessing. The wounding is the blessing. The wounding is the gift. But coming into right relationship with the wounding, right? Coming into right relationship with the wounding. So deepest wounding. Um, let me feel... Um, uh, and it's around you stepping into your power, you stepping into your potential, you stepping into that greatest timeline, you know, your highest path forward, your truest true north, you stepping into that. And it's like the, the things that hold you back around that, the things that hold you back around that. So powerful place to reflect on, powerful place to do some um, meditating. Shamanic journeys into that territory are really powerful because Chiron's associated um, with is, is a shamanic archetypal energy. So that can be really powerful too. Okay, let me move on. There's much more to say. Mercury square to Jupiter. So Mercury square, Jupiter. I may have said Mercury was square Pluto. Um, Pluto's actually in a wide square. Um, he's loud. Pluto's just a, Pluto, this is the, this is the year of Pluto. Um, Pluto is in uh, Pluto. La la, where are you? Pluto's in a wide square to Jupiter. I think that's maybe what I was referring to. Who the heck knows what I was referring to? But anyways, um, what I may have said at the start, and if I did, I am super sorry. I'm going to correct it here. But it's that Mercury is square to Jupiter. Um, so Jupiter's in Taurus. Uranus is, is in Taurus. Uranus is square to the new moon. So this is a lot of Taurian energy. It's a lot of Taurian, it's a lot of Taurus energy. Taurus can be very fixed, but Uranus is about the new. Jupiter is about expanding. So Jupiter expanding the mind, right? Jupiter expanding the mind. Uranus square to the new moon. Uranus expanding the new, making the new um, more lightning bolt, like, and I'm going to move you. Taurus sometimes wanting to cling on. Right, so this will be like a push-pull, can be a push-pull, can be a dance, wanting to cling on, wanting to hold on to the old, you know, like wanting, um, uh, it's like determination. And it's like, I'm, I'm gonna like really dig my heels in. And, and so what part of this energy of this new moon is gonna do is it's gonna um, give us what we need to pull out of some of the stuck points to pull out of some of the real fixed places where we're really holding on or we really think that this is what serves. So be open to flashes of insights. Be open um, to just sudden rapid change in deep embodied ways because of the Taurian aspect of that. Okay, uh, don't need to go into that. A oh, it was Pluto conjunct Mars. That's what it was. Pluto's already conjunct Mars for this new moon, um, circling back to where I may have said the wrong thing at the beginning when I was like, blah, 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 blah. okay, that's the three minutes down and dirty. Now let's dive into this. I want to talk a little more about this um, Kali. So there's a T-square, new moon. Then we've got Uranus, which I just talked about, and we've got Kali in a T-square. So Uranus and Kali are opposite. Squaring them is the new moon. Kali. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's feel. I think the angle here in this moment is the deep sacred feminine. The deep sacred hidden feminine. Um, the raging feminine. The feminine that's raging that society is so fucked up. You can kind of see Kali in um, uh, like some of the protests, the anti-war protests. The Kali is very much protector of women, of women, of children, of um, of the forgotten, of the oppressed. That's a lot of Kali energy. Um, uh, like 
loving the unlovable. Um, you can associate Kali sometimes with like Black Madonna. Um, so it's, she's a dark goddess. The one aspect of Kali, I'm trying not to get too far into Kali, right? Like we have a Kali retreat. If you have the Rewilding Kali retreat, it's not open right now. So don't stress if you don't have it. Um, go do dragon sessions. It's way better to do right now. But if you have Kali retreat and you're really feeling it, this could be a really powerful new moon to journey into Kali. Or maybe you have Dark Goddess Workshop. That's another powerful journey to take if you've got some of these things already in your Rewilding library. Uh, let me feel for a moment. Kali is similar to Pluto in that they are all about your soul, all about your soul's evolution, your soul's greatest path forward. So you've got this masculine energy all about your soul's greatest path forward, and you've got this feminine energy all about your soul's greatest path forward, and they don't care how dark they have to make it. Dark as in they don't care how much of your shadow they have to show you. They don't care how much of your hidden that they have to show you, the unconscious, the subconscious that they have to show you the woundings, right? They don't care if they have to show you that you have inner child wounding, that you have trust wounds, that you have abandonment issues. They're, they want to show you that so that you can evolve through them, so that you can release them and move into your next greatest self. They're also very soulful, very, very soulful. So if we've been out of alignment on a path of, I don't know, uh, what our family told us we should be or what our society told us we should be or what we thought we should be and it's not a path that really lights us up i'm watching that be very very painful for people very very painful like being shown really hard like deep emotionally or physically right like being it's just like being punished it's getting louder so that we can see where it's not lighting us up, where it's not in alignment anymore, where it's not soulful. This is a soulful time. These next couple of months is a soulful time. And the more that we can just let go into soul, right? Let go into deeper, truer self. Maybe soul is like amorphous and really hard to like access, but it's like true, authentic core of you. Like what is the core of you want? The weird core of you, the unique core of you and what does it want from sexual desires to what does it want for forms of relationship with no shame no guilt no judgment no looking at what's normal in society they also push you outside of norms pluto and kali they do not care uranus does not care about social norms it's very much a time of fucking off social norms and really accessing deeply and truly what it is that turns you the fuck on that's gonna be one of the really good access points because it is this like deep sexual, there's a sexual flavor to this. There's a very sexual flavor to this. With Pluto, like you don't get to get away from sexual flavor with any of this stuff, none, you just don't. So this like deep sexual flavor as an access point of what is it that turns me on? What lights me up? I do this practice, I love this practice, I'll share this. This is kind of an intimate, an intimate practice. Um, but I love it. It's a powerful practice. It's, it's, um, I will do this practice of what is it that genuinely, and I do it in like a meditative state, but very much in a state of um, arousal, right? It's like, what is it that arouses me? What is it that turns me on? And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a practice around like deeply, truly, without any influences from the outside, right? Like it's, it's, a, it's a deep internal me state. And it's what is it that really turns me on? What is it that really arouses me? What is it that really lights me up? And I extend that out beyond just like sexual fantasies, beyond just sexual desires into, oh my gosh, it really turns me on. Um, like right now, the state of rewilding is in this like crazy growth phase. Like it's crazy growth, like crazy. We just put out three podcasts in a fucking week, right? I pointed to all three of those. If you haven't seen three podcasts in a week, those are the ones to go see, right? The 2024 report, the dragon report, and this one right but but there's also like all kinds of stuff going on like dragon sessions is going on a lot of you just joined rewilding membership on that like seven dollars special right there's all this stuff we have an in-person retreat coming up over the 14th right there's all that it's growing so fast and it turns me on like it turns me on the craziness turns me on right it's it's a very arousing state and to me, it's a way of accessing deep, true, um, 
deep, true, like what it is that gives me, uh, I could say pleasure, what it is that gives me purpose, what it is that gives me, I mean, I, I tap into an enormous amount of life force. It's just like, it's an inexhaustible, it doesn't mean I don't fucking rest, right? So don't get me wrong here. But it's this inexhaustible force of energy because of such deep alignment to what it is that turns me on. I share that just as an offering, right? Again, chuck it in the fucking bucket if you're like, all right, Sabrina, you've gone a little bit too crazy into the sexuality side. Um, that's fine. Uh, but it might be something that helps you to access deeper truths. And without shame, because I could have shame around that. In the past, I would have had shame around that. I would have gone, this is too fast. This is too furious. I'm too dedicated. I'm too devoted. I'm, you know, I've had to like switch off other outlets of my life for a moment because this is just what's got me. And this is, but to not have that shame or that guilt, to be communicating very clearly to the people I love in my life, just like, hey y'all, like this is just a moment in time where I'm so crazy driven and I'm so crazy loving this and this is so crazy lighting me up and I fucking love you all. And, but this is just, this is my soul. Like, this is my soul. This is, this is what's true for me. And I, I gotta do this. I, I gotta do this. Um, so for whatever that's worth, um, maybe it'll help you in different ways. All right. I think we should end here. There's a couple more things, um, but they're not huge. Venus trine Uranus. Uh, Parvati is conjunct Venus. There's some beautiful Venus stuff going on. So if you want to feel, again, that's just bringing up more of that feminine though, right? Uranus, the new, the new, the new, the new, the new. So asking that Parvati is high level feminine wisdom, right? High level feminine wisdom. Like the, the wisdom in the in the in the all of tantra right is held in parvati the wisdom it's high level sacred sexuality held in parvati high level wholeness high level integration of the masculine and the feminine i mean again just more support around <laughs> this coming into next right relationship coming into next right relationship with masculine and feminine energies again in ourselves outside of ourselves in relationship it's fucking powerful and i'm crazy excited for how this is going to unfold for us um, really excited for this month and this moon cycle so my suggestion do something right do something dive into something right if it's not dragon sessions which is open until the 14th right dive into something whatever that is um, but go for it go for it because it is a time of evolution. It is a time of transformation. And it is a time of, of empowerment, but it's like deep soul empowerment. So accessing that soul juice, letting that come out and just guide you down that soul purpose line. Crazy powerful. All right. I love you all. I'm in the comments the first two days after this. If you like this, hit the like button, hit the subscribe if you don't want to miss the three videos that are now apparently coming out every week. No, I'm just kidding. We're usually on a Thursday, every Thursday schedule. Um, but I would really genuinely love to see you in the comments below. Also, you can join the Facebook group Rewilding uh, with Sabrina Lynn. There, we'll put a link down below. I hang out there the most and in these YouTube comments the most. So I don't know. It's up to you, but I love being here with you and I love co-creating this with you and y'all are listening this in as much as I am talking this in. I really truly believe that this is such a deep co-creation at this point in my life um, that you all as the rewilding community, even if you're brand new, this is your first video, welcome. Dun, dun, dun. It's just gonna get more crazy from here. No, um, but you all are listening this in as much as I'm talking it in. And so just thank you all for showing up and the love and the consciousness and the all the ways that you're co-creating all of this with me. I am I'm grateful. <laughs> all right. I love you all, and I will see you where I see you, when I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.